Are you good? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get this thing fired up. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. So I've gotten into a new battle rhythm where I'm doing the the Friday uh, warning order, the Saturday supplemental, and the Sunday actual show. Have Have you been able to see any of the other things I do? So your new battle rhythm. My new battle rhythm is the Friday warning order. That's uh, me having a beer with the audience. Then the Saturday supplemental. That's me doing some things. And then uh, then Sunday uh, recording and then spending the week editing. Did you did you check out the supplemental? Is that what you sent me in Messenger? Yes. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I went to a movie today. And it was like my day off and I like did day off things. It was it was insane. Was it an eight hour long movie? It was actually pretty long. <laughs> It, uh, it started at one thirty. I think we got out at like four something. I thought you. I, I thought you would look at the thing that I sent you, so you'd know that I took your stern warning about not doing news and changed it into something different. I thought you would appreciate the effort that I put into the supplemental. But who was I? I, who, I, who, I who, who was I kidding? I have a chance. I will watch it. No, no. There'll be another excuse. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Look at me. I'm participating. Hey, speaking of participating. <laughs> speaking of participating, I think it's important that we talk to the audience real quick about this. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say I will personalize anything you want in the Lunsby swag store, I will personalize anything you want in the Lunsby swag store. But as one of our listeners recently found out, I have to personalize it first. Okay? There's not an opportunity to personalize it after you buy it. That's not how things work. Luckily for us, I'm not going to say anyone's name or, or, or even mention their sex because you might clue in on who it is. The, the listener uh, is, is going to maintain the shirt that they purchased for their better half and, uh, and has since had a personalized shirt made. So in the personalized shirt numbers, here's what we got. You got three, right? Correct. Three is reserved, retired in the... Uh, T-Bone and Chick Brew Hall of Fame. Three is Chick Brew. 68 is T-Bone. 69 is Damien. Uh, 59 is uh, uh, Howlin' Mad Mike. <laughs> those numbers can never be put on another shirt. Those are You can buy those shirts, but you, 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 cannot, you cannot put Chrissy on a number 59 because 59 is already reserved for howling mad mike that's how the lunsby swag store personalization hall of fame works you get in you get a shirt you get a jersey and you're in the hall of fame but that number is forever reserved for you now somebody might like you somebody might want to be a howling mad mike and they want to buy your number they can but they can't have a different number wait they can't have a different number they can't have your number. The number's reserved. All right, it's time for uh, uh, the, the Swag Store commercial. Hello. Welcome to the Lunsby Store. I'm Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. I'm Cooper. I'm looking for some cool stuff. We have tons of things available. All of it cool. And we can personalize 
personalize anything you want. That's got to be crazy expensive. No, all of the personalization is done for no extra cost. Cool, let's start shopping. Where's all the stuff? On the internet, duh. Just search for the Lunsby Swag Store. And don't forget to listen to the Lunsby Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. Lunsby! The Lunsby Show does not hire child voice actors, but we do use child volunteers. Volunteers are not compensated, but are appreciated. The Lunsby Swag Store is a real store that makes real products for real customers at a very fair price. And what's what's cool is, you know, when a, a fan like Jessica gets something from the swag store and then sends in photos of her wearing it. Now, that was a that design in that particular thing, uh, that particular item that was actually designed uh, in cooperation with her hubby. Her hubby wanted uh, her to wear that and. And uh, we went back and forth a couple of times, and we came out with what he wanted, and he bought it for a little early, a little early for Christmas. So there's there's still plenty of time. There's like 50 days left until Christmas, so you can still get, <laughs> you can still get your Christmas stuff in. It's just, it, it? yeah, it's I think it's closer to like 40 days or oh uh, well, 19 and 19 is 30, uh, so 37 days away. Yeah, get your Christmas shopping in now. Uh, during the Sunday supper, the Saturday supplemental, Mr. Taney was part of the live audience. Superfan James, as we know him, he was part of the live audience, and uh, he was curious about the Tibbs Eve special. You know, annually we do a Tibbs Eve special. Are you interested in doing a Tibbs Eve special again this year? Yes. Thanks. Yeah, of course, I am. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to see. Um, I ordered. You said that we were down to like a very small number of days for Christmas, and I had ordered someone very special to me something, and I hadn't seen it, and it reminded me that I hadn't seen anything about it. Yeah, folks, if you're if you're buying uh, Christmas gifts, I mean, you know, time is time is slowly ticking away. I got family coming to visit for the uh, Christmas holiday. Very unusual to have my family here on Christmas, and we've been thinking about, you know, well, what are we going to get them? What are you, you going to get a whole bunch of people that show up your house? I mean, isn't my presence enough? Isn't this all that they need, just being in my glow? <laughs> We're thinking, uh, I mean, you, you have family over a lot. Do uh, Over the holidays, do, do, do you, what do you get them? Gift baskets, uh, some shampoos, some loofahs? What do you do? We don't really do gifts in our family anymore. We do for the kids, but like for each other... Only if there's, like, something that really, like, sparks, oh, my God, m my dad has to have this. And I know it's something that he would never, like, seek out on his own. You know, but we don't, like, traditionally con swap gifts. Mm. I do. We do uh, things together. Like, that's the trip. That's the, that's the gift is, like, you know, we go places and we don't, uh, like, hold back on eating a good meal or doing things like that. M more of the experience than something that will live in a closet. No, no coupons. You don't. You, you don't do any uh, uh, coupons. You know what I'm talking about with the coupons, right? Uh. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Um, I live very far away from everyone, so those coupons will expire before I see them. <laughs> I'm getting everyone coupons this year. You are absolutely correct. That is the way to go. Uh, the coupons I was referring to are like spouse-oriented coupons. Only spouse-oriented coupons. Winky, winky. Well, I mean, you could do them for your other family. <laughs> will, will not. This is your one free hang up on a drunken phone call. Um, this is a, a bonus phone call. I, uh, phone call. I would do haircuts. I would do shaves. 
you know, uh, unquestionable. I, I gave her all kinds of cool coupons. Some of them I feel like are still not, uh, they, they may be void. I think I did put, I, I learned over the years to put expiration dates on the coupons because, you know, I don't need that lingering. You got, you got <laughs> one year to the date to use this coupon. If you don't use this coupon, well, it is void. It is expired. I might not think this is a good idea. (laughs) Curious for our listeners, what do you do when you have family visiting over the holidays? Does everybody get a gift basket? Do you individually give gifts? Uh, What do you do? Uh, You know, the the Stanleys, I'm sure they have family over the holidays, and they've probably done that for many years. And I think they probably just bask in the glow of company. So I'm curious. uh, I'm curious what they do. So... That's the, that's the question of the week. What do you do when you have family visiting over the holidays? What do you give them? I was, talking, I was talking to a coworker of mine, and they have a huge family. And I immediately panicked thinking about, oh, my gosh, having to buy gifts. But they draw names. So at the beginning of no- November, they have like, well, now everyone's far away. If they have some website that will, you put all the names in, and then it will send out an email with who you have. And that's, it's like a white elephant, but it's just their family members, and they, they do that. Well, I think white elephant is rather racist. So we don't use white elephant in this house. We just, we just it's just elephant. <laughs> so you know what? That's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea, a, a, a white elephant kind of thing. White elephant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's an African-American elephant. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's that's an interesting concept. That might be fun to do. So it gives us all the joy of opening something because I believe everybody needs to open something on Christmas. But and, and at the same time, it distributes it distributes the um, gift giving cost financial burden. Yes. <laughs> so I think I think that's uh, that's what we're gonna do. I think I, I'm gonna have all my family here. I think we're gonna do a. An elephant gift exchange. Now, what are the rules on the elephant gift exchange? I, I don't really remember the rules. You. So everyone brings a gift, and the first. So you then you like whoever goes first, they get to pick which gift they want, and then so they take a gift, and then the next person goes. Well, they open it, and then the next person goes, and they get to pick a gift. And if they want to trade or take someone's gift, they can take someone's gift instead of pulling another gift. So, like, if I unwrap a beagle puppy, (laughs) you could see that beagle puppy and immediately try to pry it from my clutching grasp. And then, or you could select another gift. But as the person who went first, I can then steal that puppy back. Why is that? Because the person who goes first has no choice other than to choose a gift. So you can either choose an wrapped gift or an unwrapped gift if you're anyone but the second person anyone but the first person all right so let me make sure i get the rules right uh, feel free to pop in there if you're an expert in the elephant gift gaming gaming situation uh how do you determine who goes first rock paper scissors we lizard spock drawing, drawing numbers it depends on how many people there are all right so you, you, we got eight people we draw numbers person gets to go first that person gets to choose a package uh, and everything is wrapped. It's a mystery what's in the package, right? You don't know what's in the package. It gets unwrapped. You find out what's in the package. And that's person number one. Now, person number one is a wild card. It can choose at any point during the gift giving to take someone else's gift? At the very end. So okay. assume it's a okay. circle. 
right? All right. Work in a circle. So you, you know, uh, it's like a, it's like a good day in SEAL training for the United States Navy. It pays to be a winner. If you're number one, at the end, you get your choice of all the gifts. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, another, you know, semantic, if you will. When the person, the, the number two goes up and number two chooses a box off of the table, does number two get to look inside the box and see what they have or do they have to decide if they're going to keep it or trade it first? They have to decide if they're going to keep it or trade it. With, before they even open it. Before they, before before they, they even it. know what it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this makes for excitement and fun. And uh, my family is listening to the show. Uh, I'm telling you in advance, this is what we are doing. And these are the rules. They are being established live for you right here and now. <laughs> All right. I love that. Um, is there normally a uh, monetary limit? Yes. So, I think the most I've ever done for a topaz elephant is um, <laughs> Topaz? Yeah. So, like, when I was in Bahrain, our office did one, and it was $0 could be spent on, on anything. So it had to be either things that you found in the office or at your home. And I was about to PCS, so I, I filled that box with so much stuff. Nerf guns, basically all of the toys that I had purchased... <laughs> How many guns, Ninja Turtle things? How many can openers do you own? One. Was it you or was it Val that when you left me, everyone just gave you can openers? Was that that was you, right? Me. Why did everybody give you can openers? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I have one mediocre can opener. I have. The best can opener in the world, honestly. It is It is absolutely amazing. It cuts over the top, all of the edges. There's no sharp edges. It's, it's, it's an amazing tool. And there's seven other things associated with this can opener. It can pop bottles. It can pop jars. It does amazing work. Uh, the wife refuses to use it. Absolutely, absolutely refuses to use it because it's too complicated. But it's not. It's just different. It just opens things differently. The height of my can opener uh, uh, addiction. I have a problem. Um, when I was living in my first apartment, my friend Brandon had moved out of his first apartment and into another apartment with a roommate who had already established stuff. And he had an electric can opener and he brought it to my house. I was like, here, do you want this electric can opener? Because at the time I had zero can openers. And um, yeah, I, ha- I had a an old school, like you had, it was like on a stand. You had to put it in and you had to hold the button down. And it made that terrible sound as it chewed through the <laughs> Yes, and it, and, so and it ends up with sharp it. edges that you could cut yourself on. But it had a magnet on the top, so it held the lid. Yes. I, I love of, my can opener. <laughs> it's so silly that I have a can opener I'm in love with. Uh, when I was uh, when I was doing you the four. Spatula. Yeah, I do have a favorite spatula. <laughs> Spatula City, we sell spatulas. And that's all. Um, I had another one that was an industrial grade can opener because I was buying uh, at, at the, not the Chino store, but there's a, the, oh goodness gracious, I can't remember the name of it, but there's like a, a great food store in the Rota industrial area, something sur, uh, I believe. But I would buy stuff from there all the time. And you could buy the giant cans of frijoles, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and when you're opening a giant can of frijoles, you don't want to just be twisting and twisting and twisting. So I bought an industrial strength can opener with a big old wheel on it. You just, and about four turns of this wheel, that thing would pop open. I still have that. I just don't really have a noose. I was Subway that was like that. And then we then we would take it. The It was the tuna. Tuna. And so you have this massive tin of tuna and then you take it and we had this thing that was over the sink that you flip the can upside down and you cranked it and all of the tuna juice would come out like all the nasty tuna water oh, so, so subway it's great <laughs> i don't know if i would call it nasty tuna water it smells terrible it's tuna in a can what do you expect it to smell like it's it's like uh, sardines people get disgusted by the smell of sardines this is exactly what this creature smells like I don't need it in my life. Uh, a new TV show I recently was watching, it, it, all done, already over with, was a Netflix version of uh, Alone, but it was called Outlast. So they take these teams of uh, so-called survivalists and they put them out in the wild with basically no rules. And that made for a quality entertainment and they were people tapping out with a quickness on this show. So they start with 16 people, and I think... Uh, after like a week, they're down to like eight. <laughs> and no, no food preservation available. And they were allowed to steal from one another. And oh, Hunger Games. I saw the prequel to today. Oh, the new Hunger Games. Yeah, that book was fantastic. And I was really afraid that they were going to do us dirty with, with the movie. And they did not disappoint. I was Fully satisfied. <laughs> you. And that has not happened in a long time. <laughs> two things I want to talk about. Uh, you had recently mentioned something about you were worried that uh, Hugh Laurie and Mark Ruffalo and Little Blind Girl, something in the oh, light. yeah. All the light we cannot see. All the light we cannot see. You were worried that that adaptation was not going to live up to your expectations. Um, right. Having watched it and not read the book, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, the manager uh-huh. also had read the book but completely forgotten it um, and was thoroughly entertained. Towards the end, it was better. I was, but it wasn't as good as the book. No movie or miniseries usually is ever as good as the book. It's really hard to recreate the theater some, of the mind. There's some things that would have cost them nothing. You know what I mean? And that those are the things that always make me the maddest. Like, that would have cost you nothing to keep that like moment in instead of having to fabricate a similar moment later on it was weird but so the little girl is reading code while broadcasting on the radio to bring in uh fire support missions right she's right. uh she's sending code to the americans and the americans are using that code to bomb her city to include the place where her uncle was hiding i think the little blind girl may have read that line wrong I think she killed her uncle. Codes. <laughs> uh, another... But that wasn't, that wasn't the Americans. How do you know? Because they said, they said, those aren't mortars. They said, those are mortars. Those aren't. That's, they, that was artillery, not bombs. So, that was, so when they're in the, when they're in there and they're about to, they're about to do whatever they're going to do. I don't want to give it all away. They said that that was not the American bombs. That was so close. All right, thanks for fact-checking me there. That was fun. Hey, another question. Last <laughs> week, I was talking about sweat 
And I had said, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, steaming, steaming. I was talking about steaming and, and I had the right equipment. And then you said something that has been bugging me all week long. You said that uh, when I started talking about steaming and then mentioned I didn't have the right equipment, you thought I had had some kind of operation or something. Can you tell me what context you are using or thinking of when that word came out, the, the steaming? Because I think this is part of my vernacular that doesn't exist. And I'm hoping you can get me through this existential crisis I'm having, trying to wonder uh, what steaming meant. So there was a popular uh, trend, I think, started on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop website. I think you could probably figure out where it's going. Oh, I've got guesses. But I, I would just be happier if you just told me what steaming means. Please don't make me talk about adding herbs and hot water to bowls and people steaming their lady bits. So this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a thing. I don't. Uh, well, now I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, if you could steam one thing, it seems like you could steam another. And uh, you know, I would, I would like some herbal essence on the testes. <laughs> Go for it. There was a lot of there was a lot of debate on the uh, need, uh, whether or not there was a need for or safety of of particular or, practice or, but, or the benefits. Yeah, like it, why? But uh, I mean, you know, sure it was you know one of those. If Gwyneth Paltrow thinks it's a good idea, like ninety five percent of w- certain women are going to try it, and. Uh, the rest of us are going to look at you like you're crazy. Do you know if you put me uh, at the end of a gun barrel and said, name a Gwyneth Paltrow movie, I couldn't? The Royal Ten and Bombs. And you know why? Because I went on that set. Oh. <laughs> was, that a, was that a movie or was that a uh, yeah. TV show? With Ben Stiller. Yeah. I've never, I don't, I, I don't know anything that she's done. She is unremarkable to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, I know she's she's apparently a big deal. I get that. I, I hear her name and I hear the goop thing. Goop. What a silly name for a product line. Goop. I think of the uh, TLC song. Shoop. Shoop. Yes. No, that's salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yes. The girls. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. Thanks, man. What, what, were, what was their DJ's name? Spinderella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Spinderella was the coolest of the cool. I was working concert security at, at a uh, one of the events, and then it was Salt Pepper, Spinderella, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Will Smith, LL Cool J. And Spinderella took the uh, promo material from me and took it into the back. And, I, and somewhere it exists. I have the signatures of Salt Pepper, Spinderella, LL Cool J, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and, and Will Smith all on one thing. That's awesome. It was super awesome at the time. Now it's just kind of, eh, you know, cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, because awesome. they've, they've got on to do bigger and better things along the way. Man, it is. Are you roasty toasty? I am roasty toasty. I finally was able to buy something from Costco and it's a, uh, it's like a fleece down waffle. It's just multiple oh, layers of cushiness are inside this thing. And and occasionally, when I get underneath the lights, I, I'm warming up quite a bit. I I think we've done a good uh, job there on catching up and talking to one another. You ready to go to the Wheel of Wait, Destiny? You one thing. This weekend, uh, I was working a paintball event. Yeah. I got shot in the boob, and it hurt so bad. Why would And why would anyone shoot at the photographer? I wasn't even close. This guy, like, popped up, looked around, 
aimed completely out of the field and went. How many times did he hit you? Three times. Okay, and then did you go over and smack the snot out of him? No, because you, you were you were clearly player. out of play, right? Oh yeah, I was like. Do you know this person? No. Mmm. That doesn't. And you know what? What made it even worse it was a CB, and I love the CB. Yeah, unfortunately, CBs are sailors, and sailors, are, yeah, they're just you know, not all sailors are good. I, I don't like that. That makes me very angry. I have welts. And, oh, and one of them hit my mask, which is fine. I'd rather be hit in the mask with a paintball. Right. The, pl- the place where you were wearing protection. Went, right. It went through the vents and got all in my mouth, which was disgusting. And even though, like, paintballs you think are going to be very squishy, but they're kind of a rigid plastic. Yeah, they... So uh, it they uh... And it split my lip open. So you, t- I had you took one in the face, one in the boob. Where'd the other one go? Uh, at that... That time, and one in the arm. And oh. then later on, I got one in the thigh and one kind of on the inner butt thigh area. So you're, like, you're steaming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I you know why. We should steam out our bruises on our thighs. You know what? At this point, I would be willing to try anything because sitting down hurts. <laughs> she made me wear eye bags, little uh, eye things to get rid of my oh. bags. You saw? I saw the thumbnail. Yeah, I was like, what is that face? I dare you. You don't have to dare me. I mean, you tell me to do it, I'll do it. I don't need to be dared. Let's go to the Wheel of Destiny. Interesting thing about old StreamYard that we recorded on last week, we are not doing this week. We're back to using Audacity. StreamYard does not like any of the produced stuff. It would, uh, it did not record it well at all. Uh, this is the book of everything. The book of everything has uh, crazy, weird, wild facts that you probably have never heard of before. We share them with you here on the Lunsby Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. And if you enjoy them, you never, ever forget them. Or... If you don't enjoy them, you do. That's how that works out. This is uh, this one's very spacey. We're going to go very spacey this week. Every three seconds, the sun emits more neutrinos than the number of atoms in all of the humans who ever lived. Uh, yeah. Every three seconds, the sun emits more neutrinos than the number of atoms in all of the humans who ever lived. What's a neutrino? A neutrino is an elementary subatomic particle with no electrical charge. I mean, how do you not know that? Neutrinos belong to the family particles called leptons, which are uh, not really subject to strong force. Rather, neutrinos are subject to weak force that underlies certain processes of radioactive decay. There are three types of neutrinos. All of them are associated with the charged lepton. You got your electron, you got your muon, and you got your tau. That's that's what a neutrino is. So strange that you would ask that question. <laughs> why, why, we're, why we're talking about neutrinos. So yeah, every three seconds, the sun emits more neutrinos than the number of atoms in all of the humans who have ever lived. In other words, an unbelievable amount of neutrinos are emitted from the sun Every three minutes. Neutrinos, just so you know, in our second fact from the Book of Everything, are 100,000 times smaller than electrons. But there are so many of them that they may outweigh 
all of the visible matter in the universe. Talk about, I mean, getting your game up. Hold on, think about that for a second. 100,000 times smaller than an electron. So they're super, super tiny. But there are so many of them, no matter how tiny they are, they outweigh everything else in the universe. Yeah, where's why, where's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson when you need him? I don't know, but he should definitely come on the show because I love him. I, I question. I like Chuck Nice, and Chuck Nice is uh, is uh, the works with him in the uh, Star Talk show. Star Talk, yeah, yeah. I love Star Talk. <laughs> Chuck's a very funny, very sweet, very genuine guy. I'm sure Tyson's probably a, a neat guy. Uh, sometimes he comes off as kind of uh, pompous. You know what I mean? I don't care. You don't That's think so? Smart, like, whatever. I don't care. No. I mean, no more so than any other smart person. <laughs> I'm smart. Do I come off as pompous? Yes. We'll I like you just fine. Well, screw you. <laughs> Pinky's out. <laughs> I, uh, on the on the Friday night warning order, I tried to do Pinky's out, uh, but my hand was in a beer stein. And you have to pre-determine if you're going to do Pinky's out if you put your hand in a beer stein, because you got to preload the Pinky. You can't. You yep. can't get it out without spilling beer on yourself. All right, there we go. That was the book of everything. Two interesting facts about neutrinos that you probably didn't know. And quite honestly, you probably will never remember. But uh, something to think about. Uh, moving on to... And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. There is no excuse this week. I did not do headlines in the Saturday Supplemental. So, and, and so this is what we do every week. She pulls two headlines from around the globe, international, even though she's been trying to do a lot of Pennsylvania lately. She pulls the headlines. I've never seen these headlines. She gives them to me, and I mine the headlines for, uh, for some type of entertainment value. Oh, are you, are you got a headline for me? I do. Police trace calls for help back to sad goat. <laughs> uh, I, police trace calls for help. And immediately I think of dial M for murder where the call was coming from inside the house. Yeah, it's inside the house. But yeah, goats, goats can make fun noises and uh, help. Help is definitely not outside of the vocal range of any particular goat. I uh, I saw one recently, not nearly as funny as a goat calling for help, but it was a parrot um, yes. doing a domestic violence kind of kind of call. And of course, all the cops show up, guns drawn. Get out! Show us your hands! Show us your hands! What the hell's going the on here? Like <laughs> he's like i promise i promise there's nothing going on here let me show you what's going on and he calls out the bird and what do you want <laughs> help help uh, a comedian friend of mine julie scoggins she's currently on tour with uh, uh armed forces entertainment so i saw her most recently in poland she's probably coming through rota but she's a she's a big bird fan she's she likes the little ones the i don't think they're talking if i'm gonna have a bird I, I, it's going to be a, a bird that can talk, and I'm going to teach it. I'm going to teach it foul language. I don't know. My room, one of my roommates in college, Blair, her mom had a talking bird, and she told that bird night night every single night, and that bird would then say night 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 night, and you would get up in the middle of the night and go get water or something, and then that bird would come back night night 
oh my god, it was terrifying. I just <laughs> I was like, mom just like sitting in the living room. <laughs> the problem with those birds is they live really long. Like you have yes. to put that in your will. Like when I die and my spouse dies, the bird lives on. You know, give it to the San Diego Zoo. I don't know. It, I've always, I've always wanted to have that bird just for the fun of it. And so you know, they make the fish. Uh, take me to the river. The little, <laughs> little fish that you put up on your wall, and it's got a motion sensor, and it'll sing and talk to you. Why don't they have like a fake bird? You know, fake bird in a cage. <laughs> And you hang it up. And, I said, now you put it in the universe, so Facebook will try to sell you one later. No kidding, right? Yes. Because now it's trying to sell me, what is this, StreamYard. Now, every time I go on to Facebook, I get an ad for StreamYard. So I immediately get off Facebook. I know too much. I, I wanted to look at something today. There's these really cool little cover plates that you put in the door sill of your vehicle. But it was advertised on Facebook. And after what I have recently gone through, I feel like I should start taking my own advice. And I am not clicking on the link for these things. I want to so bad. They make such good ads. They are just sucking you right in. Uh, Not part of... um... Hey, do you have another headline for me? U.S. plumbers bracing for Brown Friday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, you know, there's Black Friday, then there's Brown Friday. And this this is so I uh, today I have a plunger being delivered to the house in preparation okay. for Brown Friday. <laughs> Actually, I, I have it being delivered to the house because uh, the medication that I'm on and the copious amounts of kale that I've been eating. Now, mind you, I have a bidet, so it's not like I'm putting any products down the toilet other than waste products from me. Human-created waste products. Recycled food, if you will. I don't have a, a poop grinder. Like, uh, like... <laughs> the internet has completely ruined, like, so many things. What's that? The poop knife. The most terrifying thing I think I ever read on the internet. A poop knife. Poop knife. I don't know what this is. You ever read this story? No. So it, it, I think it was a Reddit, and it was like things that you have always did growing up that you thought everyone did, but no, it was like just your family. So this guy is talking about, uh, he has a girl over, and she's like, why is there a knife next to your toilet? And he's like, oh, that's my poop knife. If the poop's too big, you cut it up, and it just goes down easier. And she's like, I have no idea what that is, and I'm leaving. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) He commented on Reddit, and he's like, no, we always had this growing up. It's not a knife that was ever in the kitchen. It's just the bathroom poop knife. That's all it is. It's all it's ever been used for. And people like, people are like, what? What? And someone says, oh, we must be related, because I absolutely grew up with that. And other people were like, yeah, the poop knife. No way. I... I... Google it. (laughs) Poop knife. (laughs) It's like a whole thing. (laughs) I I uh, I don't I am stumped. I you have stumped me with poop knife. Uh, let's get back to Brown Friday. So uh, the day after Thanksgiving uh, seems uh, they call it Brown Friday. The reason it's Brown Friday is because uh, more plumbers get called on that day than any other day in the United States because uh, of uh, toilet issues created the day before everyone or on the morning of 
but in in preparation for having family here and uh, and feeding them all and 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 my current medication plus kale equation i uh have a plunger set on the way i i thought about just getting the plunger and you know plunger technology has come a long way i don't know when's the last time you've looked for a plunger but it's just not just it's not the old uh, suction cup anymore they got a lot of options that come with them <laughs> and, plungers for different types of everything and air compression and, and you know, like if you really need to blow it out you can blow it out I, I i got a simplified one that has dual use it could be used for a sink it could be used for a toilet but it also i, I got the set where it has a brush and a plunger together versus i already have a brush and then getting why did people just use their brushes instead of a poop knife Probably because of the bristles. I feel like that would be a lot of work. Just smash, smash, smash. Look, I don't know. I, I don't, don't have a poop knife. I've literally never heard of it until the internet brought it to me. I'm not even um, asking the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even asking the audience if they've ever owned a poop knife because I'm probably I sure. what this episode will be called. <laughs> I'm sure the Stanleys have probably, because, you know, he, he, he probably had an outhouse growing up. And uh, there was no need for a poop knife. I, I can't see why you would need a poop knife in an outhouse. All right, that's this week's headlines. Uh, Brown Friday. Or Brown, yeah, Brown Friday. Brown Friday, sad goat. And sad goat. Help. Help. Moving on. Hey, did you know you can get free tickets to the Comedy Zone just by giving blood? your laugh on and save a life. The Harrisburg Comedy Zone, in partnership with the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank, offer two free passes for every single pint of blood donated. Quick clarification, it must be your blood. One pint, two free passes. That's almost the junkie rate for a plasma donation. Did you know a single pint of blood can save as many as three lives? Did you know the Harrisburg Comedy Zone features amazing talent from all over the country every single weekend? Did you also know that blood expires and the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank is in regular need of donations? For more information on how you could save a life and have a laugh, visit cpbb.org and harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's one word, harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's a pretty sweet deal. And it gave me time to look at the board and to see that I missed and cannot believe we almost got through the episode without talking about cooking. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. As some of you may know, Chick Brew is a uh, certified, sanctified, uh, sanctimonious chef. She's trained in the culinary arts. Not only was she a sandwich artist, she's also a chef. She's got the paperwork to prove it. I as I am the consumption. Oh, I had it so good last week. What did I? I am a consumption connoisseur. I eat the food. She makes the food. We talk about food. This is the segment where we talk about food. I know you're busy as the holidays approach. What are you currently working on? Well, pies, pumpkin pies, and apple pies. Those are the those are the two. I don't do anything crazy. Some people are they're going all out and doing like turkey dinners and blah blah. blah. No, everyone can make their own turkey. It's going to be dry anyways. That's a lot of effort. Um, it's not dry if you cook it in the bag right cook it in the bag brine it and cook it in the bag (laughs) um so we had like our friends giving yesterday so i made a pumpkin pie i make the best pumpkin pie i don't care i'll say it it's so good it's not too sweet it's not too heavy it's just what you need after you eat way too much food 
in one sitting. Do you know who I sat next to last night at Friendsgiving? I, I'm going to want to know more about Friendsgiving to begin with. But uh, no, who did you sit next to at Friendsgiving? Billy James. Oh, my goodness. How is Billy? Oh, oh yeah. I actually, I, actually, I think I know how he's doing. He's doing fantastic. <laughs> he is. Good for him. And it was such a pleasure to, like, sit, sit with him and actually, like, catch up. Because I talk to him in passing all the time. Uh-huh. But it was so good to see him and, like, you know converse yes. over a meal. Yes, I, I would have I would love to have sat down with my friend Billy James again. I remember when we went through tap together. <laughs> he didn't have a Facebook page and I'm like, yeah you do. He's like, no, I don't. And and someone had made a Facebook page that was him, but it wasn't him. And he, everything. His name, his medals, his rate, his job, all of it. Yeah, never know what you're getting into out there. So tell me more about Friendsgiving, which just sounds like a made up thing. Well so you know how people travel a lot here when they have the, the long breaks for the holidays and I will actually be working. So instead of having Thanksgiving on set day, you have a less formal non-Thanksgiving on a different day. But and it since sounds like it's Thanksgiving. Right. It's just not on Thanksgiving. So people have dubbed it Friendsgiving instead. It's who, not who are these people? Your... These people are stupid. It's just Thanksgiving on a different day. Well, it's the internet, so it's the same people that brought us a poop knife, right? So, like, <laughs> well, that just sounds stupid. And I'm the first one to say that's stupid. But do you know on the 22nd is Drinksgiving? What? Yeah, real thing. It's, it's just <laughs> also brought to you by Idiots from the Internet. The 22nd is Drinksgiving. In like three weeks. That's National Drinksgiving Day, actually. It's not even local. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, one of the funny things, like... Uh, Saturday was Vichyssois Day, National Vichyssois Day. Do you know how to spell oh, Vichyssois? Who doesn't love a good Vichyssois? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, the closed caption had a hard time with spelling Vichyssois. So did the people that were in the live audience on Saturday for the Lunsby Supplemental Saturday show. That was a fun time. And then uh, <laughs> the 21st, just two days away, National False Confession Day. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. Go into the confessional and make the priest scared. When <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to read when I'm bored is false confessions. That the, like they've there's so many people out there that just say they did all kinds of stuff just to for a little attention. So good. Oh, oh, I, I, you know, as a Catholic, I only know confessions as something you do inside the confessional with the priest. And when I read about false confession day, my, the first thing I thought about was just going in there and, and giving a false confession that would terrify any um, mortal human being. We'll and, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, do that. and don't even, don't even say at the end, ah, it's national false confession day. You know, you leave. And then like the next time you see him like, Hey, father, you know, last time I saw you, that was a national false confession day. We're good. Right. Meanwhile, you know, he, he's cowering behind the cross. The passion of Christ compels you. <laughs> I don't really know what that's supposed to be. I know that's from the omen, right? From the exorcist. The, the, the power of Christ compels you, not the passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the passion of Christ. He's walking that down. He's, he's, he's uh, struggling down the street, bearing his cross. The passion of Christ compels you. Oh, mercy. That's, uh, oh, so that uh, cooking. We're talking about cooking. We got distracted there, mainly because of Vichyssois. So you're making, uh, you, you know what? I make a pie. I'm kind of proud of this pie. I created this pie, so I think. It is a cream cheese pumpkin pie. Many, many years ago in Jacksonville, you know, we had one of those uh, potluck dinners where you bring in food. And, and, and I created this 
mixture of cream cheese and pumpkin filling in a graham cracker pie crust, and people absolutely loved it. It was such a hit, I've never made it again. I'm thinking (laughs) with the upcoming visit of fam that I may make it again, and they uh, may enjoy it, might get a kick out of it. I don't know. Other than that, basically just steaming things. Loving my man do, which takes on a different context now that I know what steaming is all about. <laughs> uh, you saw that in uh, the comments for last week's episode, I did put in the video for how to uh, cook a turkey in a bag. Oh, you did. I, 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 I have not. Okay. But I will be catching up on my lens being this evening. Oh, I, I'm sure all of the listeners are excited to hear that you're catching up on your lens B stuff. My lens being. Your lens being. <laughs> Do you know in the supplemental, I don't hold back on the cuss words. Are you okay with that? Are I you going to call the supplemental T-bone raw? No, no. Uh, I do have a, a, a raw product. I thought I told you about that. I don't want to know about your OnlyFans. <laughs> you, are so you are so good. No, it is Thank T-bones. You. T-bones raw drive. And it's just me and the uh, dash uh, cam recorder in the car and uh, as i drive i'm just waiting deers yeah no kidding uh the count yesterday was seven from from the house to the casino seven dead deer carcasses on the side of the road and these these are big big deer where did you see the hedgehog it was on base interesting hedgehogs hibernate right how does a hedgehog in spain hibernate too hot i don't they're supposed to hibernate. Hedgehogs are supposed to hibernate between November and March. So are we thinking that the hedgehog was somebody's pet that got away? No. Because they can't be indigenous to Spain. No, they're everywhere. How did you never see them on base when you lived here? One I, of the, I never saw a hedgehog. One the found one that had hurt its leg at the gas station when we were both there. And he took it home to mend its leg and thought it was a good idea to keep it as a pet. It pooped everywhere. It was a terrible pet. But they're everywhere. They're all over the place. I've had friends that have had hedgehogs as pets. Uh, I, I have a friend that has possums as pets. Apparently a hedgehog that has lived wild on Naval Station Rota should not be taken home uh, and then tried to be domesticated after the fact. I could see where that would be a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Curse you, Dom Driscoll. I say that out loud. Dom Driscoll, one of the local comics here in the Harrisburg area, has a wonderful little bit about John Elton John's song, I'm Still Standing. Have you ever seen the, the, do you remember the video for I'm Still Standing? No. Yes. It is, uh, to say it is gay doesn't do gay justice. It's <laughs> but there is a line in there where he's like, uh, he's feeling like a little kid. And when he says feeling like a little kid, he does this little stupid little thing with his legs where he just kicks him out to the side. And I can't get that out of my brain. It's a, it's a, it's an earworm that has uh, made it all the way down to my feet. And I sat in the casino <laughs> yesterday, and sure enough, I'm still standing. <laughs> you know, when you, like when you write a good joke, people remember it. And I'm telling you, that's a good joke. It's a funny joke. It sticks with me. And, and I think about him every time I, 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 you know, when I'm leaving somebody in the office, I said something funny, and I just feel like a little kid, kick my feet out. And it's all because of you, Dom, you dirty, dirty birdie. No, as I was saying, I do um, I do swear occasionally, not, not you know, a, a word here, a word there, on the uh, Friday Night Warno and the Lunsby Supplemental Show. And I'm curious if, 
if I need to curtail that because they're tied to the Lunsby show, uh, I'm just curious about your opinion. Um, I don't have a problem with profanity. I do like that our show is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we've been pretty solid on that for a long yeah. time. I mean, I feel like we've created a, a solid brand of like, this is what we do and this is what it looks like. But I mean, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. And again, it's not like I'm very profane, but, you know, I do let them slip every once in a while. But I can I can do better. I will do better. Thank you for the sage advice. All right, we've talked about... I mean, about... we did it on the radio without, without slipping up, so I feel like... <laughs> yeah, we, we got a thing here. We got a thing. We don't want to screw that up. It's like a... When when I listen to podcasts, and, and I try to listen to other people's podcasts, I think it's funny that there are podcasters out there is like, hey, listen to our show, and then they openly admit, we'll never listen to yours. We're never going to listen to your show, but you should listen to ours. I think you, you got to have a reach around. You know, you got to <laughs> gotta play fair. You have to listen to other people's st- shows. And, and when you listen to them, you know, quietly critique them. And when I hear uh, excessive use of profanity, depending on the format of the show, like if there's no expectation of a, a, a wide audience, if it's kind of a, a niche, a little locked in kind of thing, eh, no big deal. You know, you do you, boo. But when you're trying to reach out to a much larger audience and, and I hear a lot of unnecessary profanity, I'm like, ah, you know, you could... You could reach more. You could do better if you if you said that less. But yep. I, it's it's interesting because again, like I I don't mind profanity in my everyday life. I don't. It doesn't bother me. But like uh, certain video games that I had like previously been a fan of certain series, and then the like an, a new episode will come out, and the language is over the top. Like, who are are you trying to impress? Some seven year olds. <laughs> great you can make a character say these words it, to me it just always it kind of like cheapens the experience same thing like with um certain movies every other word come on like yeah there's it, so many other words that would make this so much more colorful and, and exciting in, in in writing comedy uh you know I, I had heard that for years and years you could do more clean than you can dirty and you, you try to be clean or you, you, you're dirty, and then you try to make it clean. And I found out the hard way that you can't just take out the bad words because the subject matter matters. But it does make you more marketable if you can. And it is it is fun to see the, the young comics, uh, the, the ones who are just getting started. And no one has said, hey, try, try writing that same joke without any bad words. See if, see if it's funny without any bad words. No one's telling them that. They don't, they give them, it's an interesting scene here. So I've been in comedy scenes where they've had workshops where more seasoned comics give advice to younger comics on the things that they could and shouldn't do in, in a more public setting uh, in the workshop. And, and here, the area, the, the mindset is kind of like, let them fail and figure it out. And, and that's one way of figuring things out by failing. But uh it's it's interesting. I enjoy I enjoy my local comedy scene. There's a bunch of really talented people here, and uh, yeah, this is uh, Central Pennsylvania. There's a lot of opportunities for comedy. So uh, the next time you have uh, Armed Forces Entertainment roll through there, please let me know who it is. See see if I know them. I'm waiting for you to get on it. I bet. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, I think uh, I think we've done all of our regular segments, with the exception of. <laughs> I 
I literally fat fingered that button. <laughs> I missed uh, I missed the Johnny Millwater show today. That uh, sad. I was just in the mood for a nap, so I took a good nap. As always, for our birthday boost segment, it's really simple. We pick out the people in our friends list who are having birthdays, uh, celebrating another trip around the sun, and we acknowledge their birthday. Hopefully, their internet birthday is a fake birthday, not a real birthday. We highly encourage you to use fake birthdays on the internet and real birthdays in your personal life. <laughs> uh, each week, we, she gets one, and I get one person and one person only to give an, an exceptional shout-out to or as we call it, a birthday boost. And then everyone else that didn't get a birthday boost this particular week gets a thing we call honorable mention. As always, Chick Brew, you go first. Um, my birthday boost goes to my cousin Jasmine, who is and has always been one of my favorite people. Um, just recently, she had her second baby. And I don't know how. Every time someone sends me a picture and they're like, oh, this is so-and-so, and they just had a baby, I'm like, why would you do that to the mom? That's so rude. My cousin somehow looks absolutely perfectly made up, not a glisten of sweat. She looks better than me after giving birth than I would look after eight hours in a salon chair. <laughs> She's made of magic. I don't know how she does it. But happy birthday to Jasmine, and I am hoping to get back to Texas one day so we can go back and have another fantastic day at Schlitterbahn because that is still one of the best memories I have ever had. Happy birthday. It is a challenge. Uh, echo in there. It is a challenge to determine who gets the birthday boost this week because I have such amazing people in my birthday uh, selection list, and I'm pretty sure uh, more than one of them has already received a birthday boost in the past. So, do I choose between one of my dearest and oldest friends, or do I choose? Uh, it's so challenging this is probably one of the hardest weeks i've ever had to choose from <laughs> i'm gonna go with a uh, a friend uh someone who i i love him and i love his family i think he's an amazing person even though he's from oklahoma you know still doesn't make him a bad person Hi. <laughs> but he's got an amazing wife he's got some amazing kids and uh, he himself is quite an amazing person del terrell celebrating his birthday uh me and del you know we have crossed paths for many many years he came to battalion uh, just as i left battalion and we missed out there but we got to meet up in rhoda and and uh, I've already forewarned anybody that if he comes to Mechanicsburg, please let me know in advance so I could treat him nice. Del Terrell is, is an amazing person, and he's doing it right. He's doing everything right, and I can't wish him a bigger, a brighter, or a happier birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. Nothing but the best. And into your honorable mentions. Well, Mr. Del Terrell, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to do this for a boost or not, So I, I but I couldn't. Not wish him a happy birthday. Uh, Sherry Caldwell, Eleanor, Ryan Taylor, uh, Tegan, again, because... She fell right in between, day. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jen Brown, Stephanie Waldron, and Kate Mabee. Which which makes me curious uh, which one of these... Uh, so Lori Evans, or Northcutt Evans, that's uh, Mark's wife, I believe. Or sister? No, I believe it's his wife. Anyway, Lori Evans is having her birthday. Jack O'Brien uh, is turning a big 6-0. Russ Hibbert is celebrating his birthday. Michael Jack Palmer, 
I didn't know him. And uh, so Jack O'Brien and Michael Jack Palmer are both dear friends of mine from Kings Bay. And uh, it looks like their birthdays are very, very close to one another. But Michael Jack's turning 69. Tasha, Nicole, of course, Tegan shows up again. Kathy Smart, Sean O'Reilly is a great guy. Thea Vidal, uh, one of my uh, comedy mentors along the way. Teresa Cleveland, John Henkelman, and wrapping it up, Ken Runyon. Those are my birthdays uh, for this week in the honorable mention section, with Del Terrell being my birthday boost. That's what I got for this week. That's what you've got for this week. Uh, all of the people that were mentioned, me, Chick Brew, we wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the best, and congratulations on surviving another year. Do you have anything else that you would like to discuss prior to the conclusion of this week's episode? Yeah, I do want to iron out Tibbs Eve, though. Okay. Because um, I want to put it in my calendar. So, Tibbs is the 23rd, correct? Correct. Okay, so I will work until 10.30 that day. 23rd of December. You already know you're working on the 23rd of December? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You can't really see, but I got it. Um, There may be changes, but as of right now, I will... will, That's my weekend, so I can't imagine that it will change. Um, So, I could be here by like 11.15, for for certain. So that means we would start at 6.30? No, that's 5.30. Or do we want to push it a little later for people? Like, do I, do we want cool. me to just wake up early? Well, I, 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 of course, of course we could throw this out to the audience, but uh, it's important on what do you want to do? Do you want to come home and take a nap? And Well, on Christmas Eve, I work at 12.30, so it's not super early. If, if a, I just don't know if people will participate at five. I, I believe if we are live, we're going to get that participation. Okay. So. I mean, it's a Saturday. What's that? I'm thinking people will, it's a Saturday right before the holiday. So people will either be where they're going or they'll be traveling and it won't matter. All right. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a live episode uh, close to around Tibbs Eve. Uh, I want to do it on Tibbs Eve. But uh, if you think that's not a good idea, what we're looking at right now, 23rd of December, uh, going live at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's 11.30 in the, uh, in the Rota, greater metropolitan area. So that's, that's what we're looking at right now. If anybody's got any objections or any suggestions, I'm not above shifting dates. If we moved it to the 22nd, what's your calendar look like? I work until 10.30. Okay. That'd be, that'd be like a Tibbs Eve Eve special. <laughs> you think about it let me know what you're thinking audience uh, thanks for listening think about it uh if you got any suggestions feel free to share them on the fan page and if you don't really know where the sh- fan page is at this point well you're you're just a failure no <laughs> fan page is on facebook clearly uh, it's called the luns b show with t-bone and chick brew and you can find it very easily by searching the hashtag l-u-n-s-b it'll take you right there it's so easy to find uh with that being said i remind you today as i remind you every day be the best person that you could be and if you are a great person today be an even better person tomorrow and don't forget that you are loved thank you for listening to t-bone and chick brew if you enjoyed that show you should check out the Jerome mclean show independent media that won't reinforce tribalism we have one planet and nobody's leaving so let's reason together you can find the Jerome mclean show at the same place you actually listen to this show give it a shot